0: watch. Hi everyone. Hello
1: everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of I'm Horrified. We're Horrified. Episode 9. Wow. Nine. That's wild. I'm impressed and amazed by us. I feel like we're about done. We inspire us. No, yep. don't say that. <laughs> Ten, then we cap it. No. We go, out on a, we go out on a bang.
2: Tweet at us if you don't want us to do that. <laughs> and that's how we'll get you guys to interact with
1: us, I think. There you go. Just beg us to stay. So I'm Sam. And I'm Allie. And we often forget to say our names, but today we nailed it. Yeah, it's a new frontier. Yep. And we have a very special and very exciting episode for you guys today. Because we
2: have an extremely special and exciting guest with us. The marketing queen, Alexis Clemens. Woo!
0: I'm so happy to be here, and also I'm slightly horrified. Oh my god! Yay! She gets
2: what's up. Yes, the first ding (laughs) not from our dumb
1: lips. (laughs) Oh my god, this is momentous. It's momentous. Alexis, thank you so much for being in Allie's room with us today. Of course. What do you have to say to our legions of fans?
0: Um, I have to say that I want to know everyone's horrified facts and I can't wait to share my own with you.
2: So the reason that we asked Alexis to be here with us today is because of the news. Because of
1: current events. Absolutely. And not just because we both had a very busy week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not just because
2: we didn't feel like researching topics <laughs> or because we are emotionally over overwhelmed, which yeah. we are always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, but that's, you, ne- that's never stopped us before. Absolutely. It's part of our charm. But we just figured this is something we could bring an expert mm-hmm. into the field on. And that is big data. The big old data. That's big what we're data. talking about today.
0: I feel like it, that should have its own sound as well. Like big data just sounds hard enough. Yeah. Like,
2: a computer Something falling like a, from the sky. Maybe, like, <laughs> so the AOL dial-up noise. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Something
1: like that. Yeah, we'll lay that in. We'll uh, we'll lay yeah. that in in post. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> post.
2: That's what it's called. I guess it is. No, you're totally right. It's just, like, our post is, like, the two of us, like, <laughs> fighting over my dead MacBook. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so we're talking about big data because uh, Mark Zuckerberg's mm. pale, long face has just mm. been all over the news.
0: Yeah. sure has.
2: Russia's hacking into our phones. I don't know what's going on. Alexis, just if you would, could you explain a little bit about what big data is? Because you break it down for us.
0: Absolutely. So I found a definition. The definition itself is confusing, but I'm going (laughs) to read it anyway. So big data is a collection of data from traditional and digital sources, such as web behavior and social network interactions, that represents a source of ongoing trend discovery and analysis. So I totally
2: understood all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's
0: absolutely just a lot of jargon for <laughs> saying that big data is a way of looking at huge, massive amounts of data that we couldn't process in earlier times. So big data came around basically when the internet came around because there are so many more interactions that marketers and advertisers want to take advantage of essentially. So back in the day, someone could be going through census data, and that was just regular data analysis. You're figuring things out. Nowadays, between every interaction you have online, every tweet, every like, every article click, there's so much of that that they felt they had to give it its own name, essentially, (laughs) going through it. And When you lot- name something, it becomes scary.
2: Yeah. It's true. And it's like fear of the name does increase fear of the thing itself because, like, I'm scared mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. big data. Like, I hear that and I'm like, it's, it's a large animate collection of, like, division signs in a cluster that's yeah. going to come attack me. Does, do you, right. Is that what you think?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just really like flashing back to our um, AI episode
0: mm-hmm. and how, yes.
1: and and how, you know, I accepted death
0: that day. <laughs> well, AI is um, one of the things it's used for is data analysis and data mining. So, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So instead of, um, you know, people going through all these masses of data, they don't. It's algorithms. And especially nowadays with Google, AI algorithms that go through it. Like Google has um, an algorithm called RankBrain that essentially creates its algorithm for what shows up in search engines. And that's, it used to be done by, you know, humans going through keywords and ranking. And now it does it all on its own. It's, and it updates itself literally every second. It's updating itself right now oh my God. as we speak. I feel watched. Right. No. You are being watched. That, that's just a fact that I think we have to accept in the 21st century. Yeah. That's the
2: takeaway. And
1: also definitely what we're putting in our intro music,
0: for sure. <laughs> and I'm also,
1: I'm also just putting out there that what it sounds like to me, and mm-hmm. I'm not a scientist or a data queen like some people in this room, um, but it does sound like to me the robots know more about us than we know about ourselves. Yeah.
2: And if That's they don't want to tell us what we're Googling, like, they could just be spitting out lies to us. Yeah. This is, all right, maybe this, this is... going down really... the road when the robots, you know, <laughs> actually
0: take over and... When, you know, correct. Yeah. Correct. I'm glad you said when. I'm glad you oh, said when. I, like you, Sam, I too have come to, come to terms with the fact that we will be living with robot overlords <laughs> yes. in the next 50 years. Which is right. why we
2: welcome you to know, this podcast with open arms, really. Yep.
1: That is a few years off, though. Yes. And even right now, big data is... Taking over.
0: So, I think... Maybe we want to talk about specifically Facebook and what's Mm -hmm. going on with Cambridge Analytica and why people are upset about that, since that's so relevant right now. I genuinely
1: don't understand what's going on. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I I feel upset, but I don't know why
1: I feel upset, and I'd love to know. Sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to try to explain it, and I'll be honest, you know, I... I work in a field that's similar to this. So I work in search marketing, and there are two sides to search marketing. There's the organic side and the paid side. So I actually work on the organic side, so SEO, and we help your website get found online through means of updating the content, recommending blog posts that people want, um, doing some technical stuff on the back end, and you know, making sure that search engine crawlers understand it. And we actually don't deal with the money ad side. Mm. However, we work really closely with our paid team. And they're the ones who people are afraid of that, you know, they're, <laughs> mm-hmm. every day they're working with ad groups and they're going through people's uh, data and all the cookies that you have following you around on the web. They're the ones who are serving you those ads. So I'm very familiar with it. But I don't want to be known as one of those, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one of them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're not with the robots is yes. what
2: I hear you saying.
0: Yes. I just, I slightly understand the robots a your, little bit. Your eye just twitched a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like it
2: could be like a, sh- a circuit.
0: I could be oh malfunctioning
2: right you could now. You be, I don't know. You
0: won't know. Allie,
2: <laughs> we, we have to get out of here. What if our friend Alexis was taken away by the robots? She's not. She's smarter than both of us. I would. I would absolutely let Alexis lead me <laughs> in a in a robot revolution. Fair I appreciate that. But you said something. Um,
0: ad groups. Yes. What, do you, what is that? So. When it comes to Facebook and actually a lot of different advertising platforms online, the way that you target people is by making ad groups. So um, let's say that, let's keep it local. Like you're a local small business and you're located in Boston and maybe you make... um, Beads. 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 Sure. Beads are fine. My name is Janice and I am a
2: 56-year-old divorcee. Mm -hmm. I have a small bead shop.
0: Okay. Okay. And let's say you got some money from the divorce. Absolutely. So you're you're doing pretty well. Like, you have a shop and everything. Yeah, I made Richard pay for it. Okay, Mm. good. All right. So you own this bead shop, and you essentially want to drive people on Facebook to your e-commerce website so that they can buy your beads online. So making them come to your store. Janice Jangly Beads. Yeah, I need them to come Come to the store. Come to Janice Jangly Beads? What? Okay. (laughs) You wouldn't be my marketing person. No. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. So... What you do when you log into, the, like, the Facebook ad platform is you set your target audience through um, a couple different ways. One way is through precision ad targeting, and this is the one that gets you the most ROI. And it's because it uses data that Facebook users don't really know that they're giving a lot of the time.
1: So on Facebook,
0: there's user-generated content. That's you typing... I'm eating a bagel or uploading a photo or a video or anything like that. Of That's you like, eating a bagel. Yeah. Right. Of all of you eating a bagel. <laughs> so it's generated by you. You know you're putting it on Facebook. And um, most people understand that, okay, Facebook probably can use this stuff to to target yeah. me.
2: They know I eat bagels. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the gig is up. What a lot of people don't know or what they don't really think about is that Facebook records every interaction That you have, not just on Facebook, but when you're online and you've logged into Facebook. So if, you know, when you like open the Facebook tab and you automatically are logged in? Yes. So anything you're doing on your laptop ever is basically Facebook knows about. Wait, outside of Facebook? Yeah, outside of Facebook. Yes.
2: Bullshit. Why? How do they get out of there? How Um, do they do that?
0: How exactly? (laughs) I don't know. And they actually are very strict about revealing it. But because, say, like you're, you log into Etsy or something or another online shop, you know you can hit login with Facebook. Yes. Yes. The, I've the seen thing that. that allows you to do that is what's able to sort of track you, if you will, around the web. So all of these, like, third-party apps, like, if you can log in using Facebook, that means they have access to your data. And Facebook, in turn, has access to their data, so they know what you're doing over there as well. Right. So if I buy a pair of shoes over on their app, yep. they know that I, I like
2: shoes. Yes. If they didn't already know that before. Yes. yes.
0: So back to Janet and her bead company. Please, let's get back to her. <laughs> right. So, you know... Facebook has all of these different categories that you can choose to target based on this precision targeting. So we're not talking people like groups that people are interested in movies. We're talking you can target people interested just in Harry Potter movies, or you're not interested in just gardening. You're interested in marigolds in the fall. So based on beautiful right, <laughs> Good so name also. right, so it gets very very specific. And the reason for ad groups is because. Um, the ads work uh, in a pay-per-click type way so basically you know Facebook's only going to charge the advertisers for putting up an ad um, based on like the amount of clicks that it actually gets so people want to do testing so they're not paying too much to have their ads up and that those ads get the most clicks and generate the most revenue for for them and people are actually buying so you want to test which ads are the most successful so maybe she would set up ad groups for females 18 to 24 in Boston who are in college. And again, she can do that because your Facebook profile has your education status. So she can target even people just at Boston University. Say so that's her right. alma mater. So that's one group. And then she can also target women ages 45 to 54 because maybe she's like, oh, moms are going to get their kids these gifts. And so she'll run these two ads and sort of test which one it performs better with and which one, like, makes the most sense for her to spend money. So that's sort of what an ad group is. It's a group that someone is targeting for their ads.
2: And the reason you can know who you're targeting is because all this data has been pre-collected. So I myself have been shuffled into Mm -hmm. 20, you know, whatever year olds college grad who lives in Boston. Yes. I don't and want to I, give too much away in case there's any uh, people out there trying to steal my identity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because for, for peace of mind, and this is what helps me, no no one is ever targeting Allison Rayner who graduated from Emerson College. I mean, we they're not, that we know of. No, the, <laughs> but like your name is usually not associated right. with these big data groups. Right. So think of it, and this is still upsetting to a lot of people, which is fine, but you're just one in a set group. Of people. Mm -hmm. But because advertisers don't learn about those set groups' preferences, unless they can record your interactions and what you do online, people still Mm -hmm. think of that as a breach of privacy because it's like, oh, you know, they're figuring out what people like me actually like based on these things that I'm doing and I don't know that they're doing it.
1: Mm Right.
0: And that's, I think, what bothers a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Well, I always get spooked when, like, and you just explained why this is, but like, I'll be on my computer and I'll go to Mod Cloth and I'll mm-hmm. click on a dress and I'll be like, man, this dress is so cute but it's $75. No thanks. And I X out of that. But then when I go on Facebook, the dress is there. It will
0: follow you for
1: $75. $75. And I'm like, well, then it's a sign.
0: But it's not a sign. It's big data. It's called retargeting. That huh. specifically is called retargeting. So Ooh, you were sounds violent, that word. I, it, it does a little bit. So yeah, you were there, and especially if you were on the page for, you know, more than just five seconds. Like, if you were there for a significant amount of time, like oh, they could maybe. tell that you were considering yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Maybe you put your credit card info in, then <laughs> you <laughs> deleted at all. Yeah, especially,
0: it. yeah, shopping cart abandonment is definitely mm. something that, you know, marketers watch. And with a lot of those cases, you know, they'll send you emails, you'll see the ad show up everywhere. And
2: yeah, well, I, I've had emails that are like, oh, there's still a few things left in your basket. Yep. and I'm like, can you hop off my <laughs> dick? Like, yeah. why are you telling me that? Yeah,
0: that's scary. It, it is. is. And sometimes it's, It's almost comical that people can get it wrong, in a sense. Um, For example, because I work in marketing, I'm on my clients' websites constantly. We have several e-commerce clients specifically, and one is a um, a sporting good company. So, you know, I'm on their website trying to do my optimizations, you know, just recording stuff, and then I go on Facebook, and I'm getting ads for my client's company (laughs) just because there's no sort of way to avoid that they're like oh you're spending a lot of time on this website you're clicking (laughs) on product pages you're testing the cart you must want to buy from us and it's yeah (laughs) no I actually really don't and that's another sort of example of it's not as individualized as you know some people worry about because if it were my my own company would just be able to be like oh remove Alexis Clemens from you know the marketing list And it's not. Like, I'm part of, like, a big set group where if I meet all those qualifications, I'm going to see ads about it. Yeah. So I do.
2: Yeah, it's like when I YouTube something, like, strange Mm -hmm. just (laughs) once. Yep. Like, maybe I watch one pimple popping video. Mm -hmm. uh, And then uh, YouTube's like, that's your thing, isn't it? And I'm like, that's not what I said.
1: Yeah. Like, I promise it's not my thing. I promise
2: it's not my thing. Also, we should probably do an episode on that. At some point. We can. I have those cysts. I've invited you to come to the doctor's <laughs> oh when God. I get them removed. Alexis is grossed out. She can't handle that.
0: <laughs> yeah, can I add an I'm
2: horrified yeah, just can, for the
0: pimple please, popping? <laughs> please,
2: But it's like, all of a sudden, all these decisions are made for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, that's, that's you. That's you. That's,
1: that's who you are. your kind thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a lot of ads that have Darren Chris in them that feel like they oh. were for my ninth grade self. Yeah, okay. And yet, I still click on—I'd say forty percent of them just because I'm like,
0: "How's he right. doing?"
1: So yeah. So maybe it knows what's best for you in, yeah. in a sense.
0: And I think one thing, if I could recommend to all the listeners that Please. are that are here, is you can see your ad preferences in Facebook pretty easily, and it's actually fascinating. So I'm, if I can try to explain without Please. visual aids, yes, um, try. if you're scrolling through Facebook on your phone um, and you see an ad come up, there are th- like three little horizontal dots um, in the top right-hand corner of the ad. I'll show you guys since you happen to be here. Oh, wow. Here. There it is. It's yeah. a ModCloth one too. Oh my God. Right. So if you click that, you can hide the ad, report the ad, or hit, why am I seeing this? Ooh, I've seen that button and I've always just and thought never it. And this is going to bring you to your ad preferences. If you hit <gasps> manage your ad preferences, here's all the stuff. So advertisers you've interacted with, the information that they have, your ad settings, and then any topics that like you may have hidden. So, you know, if I wanted to see who I've interacted with, this is fascinating to see if you've clicked on a post not knowing it's an ad. It's so, like my top ones are like New York Times, New Yorker, Ones like that where it was actually a promoted boosted post. It wasn't organic content I was clicking on. It was a promoted post by them. That was an actual legitimate news article, but technically that still qualifies as an ad. Oh, that's crazy. Um, So there's that. And then um, under your information, you you can choose to see what types of things that advertisers can take advantage of. Ooh. (gasps) so relationship status employer job title education um your categories are some of those like precision categories that i was talking about so some people can target if i'm away from my hometown or my birthday is in August, so they're going to target me specifically if it's my birthday. For your birthstone jewelry that right. you can
2: get at Janice's bead shop. What do I call it?
0: <laughs> or listen to this one. Close, jingly Beads. Jingly beads. Yes, jingly Janice's beads. jingly Beads. They can target me when I have close friends of women with the birthday in 7 to 30 days when they know I'm shopping <gasps> for a birthday gift. I have a
2: birthday in 7 to 30 days.
0: So they, they might be giving me ads that women of that age group likes oh that I'll God. buy you a birthday gift.
1: And I hope that they do. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all like tarot cards yeah. from, like fancy spangly jumpsuits and you're like, it must yeah. be Allie's birthday. We saw that your yeah. weird friend Allie has <laughs> a birthday coming up. I yeah. do, I get a reoccurring ad, um, like a reoccurring nightmare, uh-huh. and it's a t-shirt and it says something like the sweetest girl's we're born in New York, but live in Massachusetts. Yes. I, yeah. I, I get like, ones like that. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: How do <laughs> you know that? It's true. I am the sweetest girl. But yeah. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. And, and so you can turn off the ads based on my use of websites and apps. Okay. And you could say no. I actually choose to have it on because sometimes I do want to be reminded <laughs> and I'd I personally would rather have ads that are targeted to me uh-huh. than random crap that I'm going to have to see anyway because it's in my feed that yeah, I don't care about. Fair enough. So, again, personal preference. And it may be because I'm so used to it that it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I choose to have the things I care about show up rather than that's real random things. I
2: guess you're also in the industry, so...
0: Right. Like, when I, like, I don't picture, you know, scary giant marketing firms doing malicious things. I picture my coworkers sitting behind desks. <laughs> right. Just waiting till five o'clock, <laughs> just wanting to get home just like everyone else. Fair. But the more horrifying side to me is people like Cambridge Analytica, basically third-party firms that I didn't give permission to access my stuff. So when I think of Facebook, it's, you know, it's sort of the price of using it that, Facebook can then let its advertisers target me with stuff. I'm not paying for it. I can connect with anyone I want. And so I'm going to have to look at some ads. And I think that's... Yeah, it's a fair price. Right. I think that's okay for a free service. Um, It's like watching TV ads when you're watching your favorite show. But third-party firms that have access to it without the express permission of users is where I think we need to have the conversation, which is why it's, it's good that, you know, I think... Mark Zuckerberg and others are finally having to testify for it because in the whole age of the internet, no one's really had to before. Mm. Like this is sort of a brand new field and the internet, not just Facebook runs on ads back in, you know, the late nineties and the early two thousands. The reason it was called the wild west is because it was growing and expanding so fast that anyone could sort of do anything they wanted Mm -hmm. back in the day people you know would put up websites and create these social networks or you know forums because they were interested in it and they liked trying things out and you know it was a lot of tech geeks and people were like oh we don't want to charge users for you know entering these websites we're doing it because we have an interest in it and we want to connect people and then eventually those websites started growing and they're like okay we we need revenue now let's just use ads that this is all fine but you know now we're 15, 20 years down the road and the internet still runs like this with no regulation essentially on these ads whatsoever. And that's why it's finally caught up to us that we're like, Oh, slow down. Yeah,
2: what's even happening here? Exactly.
0: Yeah. And if you listen to some of the testimony that occurred earlier this week, a lot of the congressmen and women have no idea yeah. what's going on because of, oh my God, I'm sure uh, honestly, true. I hate to say it, the age gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like your grandma putting you on yes. trial for your iPhone. It's exactly. Like-
2: You know, they're like, are you doing anything bad? Also, tell me what this button does. Yes.
0: You know? Right. And so it's, I mean, it's going to be difficult to legislate when people don't have a real grasp on what's going on. And I think the European model is a great starting base. Like the European Union um, last year, you know, got in a huge fight with Google and they sued them and they have very, very strict standards coming to play in May of this year. So next month, basically. And Facebook has already said that they're going to adhere to the European rules globally. So for everyone, they're going to just, you know, adhere to those rules, which is great, but it doesn't solve everything. And it definitely doesn't solve everything in the US mm-hmm. when it comes to Google. for sure.
2: Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about like third party mm-hmm. buyers? Like, what is that? Like, what is Cambridge Analytica
1: doing with our info? Yeah. Like
2: I picture... Like, you know, in a doctor's office, you Mm -hmm. have all of those files that it's like, here's the files. Yeah. You know, here's Jessica N. through Madeline M. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll get you the rest of them tomorrow. Get them in the van.
0: Right. So the Cambridge Analytica News is so huge because essentially what they did was illegal. So there was this guy who created a quiz that he put up on Facebook and a couple hundred thousand people took that quiz and that quiz in the terms and conditions, when you hit accept said that we could use all of your data that you have stored here and we can access any of that, like the whole shebang. And there was a stipulation there, not only are we gonna access yours, we're gonna access your friends and your friends of friends on Facebook, which is uncommon. So the this weird quiz app thing ended up getting millions of users data, even though only a few hundred thousand people actually used it because it was able to get it through, through Facebook, through your friends. And then this guy sold that data and information to Cambridge Analytica for money. Oh,
2: so it wasn't necessarily Facebook giving him. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, it was not Facebook. (laughs) It was all through Facebook, which is why they're in trouble, but they're not, they're not the ones being sued right now anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it just was able to occur through Facebook, and people find it scary that it was able to occur at all. And so they're like, okay, let's put some regulations so no one like this guy or Cambridge Analytica could ever do it again. So what Cambridge Analytica did was, you know, they are advertisers on Facebook. They can get into the Facebook platform and, you know, put up ads just like anyone else. What they did was target people based on their political preferences for the 2016 election and put up, you know, essentially propaganda, in my opinion, um, to influence just like fake news does. Ads. Ah, yeah, and that's it was bad. Because they were hired by the Trump campaign <gasps> who, who did not know that they had gotten the data this way. So mm-hmm. technically they're okay, innocent, but they were hired by the Trump campaign to run Facebook ads. Mm. And so they used this extra detailed data to influence people in a way that they didn't, the people themselves didn't know was happening. So they were seeing these ads based on Information from an illegal source, almost. I'm horrified. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. I've been hearing all these words on the news like, oh, that's bad. But now that I actually understand what's happening. It's bad. That that is bad. Yeah. It's very bad. That's bad.
0: Yeah. Oh. And so to me, it's Facebook needs to come up with better protections to make sure that firms that are outside of Facebook, like Cambridge Analytica, can't use the data maliciously like that and that other people can't make quizzes and apps that, you know, Russian agents can't make quizzes and apps that essentially hack into this data and get all this information like on American users.
2: Yeah, because we know that there are Russian agents littered all over
0: Facebook now. Yeah, just, just like the Twitter bus Yeah, they're yes. absolutely all over Facebook. I think I, would, again, this m- may not be true, but I think I read something like last week that said... One of the most popular Black Lives Matter groups on Facebook ended up being a Russian, from like a Russian source. I heard that oh my too. God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It, it is. Yeah, it's scary. Mm. But I, I feel like fake news is a whole nother conversation.
2: Yeah. Oh God, fake news. I'm horrified. Yeah. Maybe you can
0: even have me back for it because I've written blog posts for it for my agency before. For fake news. Yeah. No.
2: You and my boyfriend who's a reporter can come on and educate us about the horrors of the free press. Yeah.
0: So, but that's a whole different conversation. But back to the data part, um, you know, it's not just Cambridge Analytica. I'm sure there are other firms that have gotten data in very, very shady ways And they're using it without people's knowledge. And that's just, ugh, it's scary. And again, I personally have nothing on Facebook that I think is worth anything. Again, if you wanna target me with, you know, these weird ads, that's fine. And you're gonna have my name, you know, that I live in Boston, went to Emerson. These are things that you could find on Emerson's website or in the phone book. I think it sort of represents it should represent a bigger security conversation because what I do care about is my online banking account and my social security number and when I add a credit um enter a credit card into a website to buy online and I think we need to start the larger conversation around your security online for those reasons yeah. mm-hmm. um going way beyond just oh I you know posted a news article about this new pet food on Facebook, and now I'm getting nothing but cat food ads.
2: Yeah. cool. it's, like, that's the bottom level. Like, I'm gonna see those shoes that I don't Mm want to buy, but, like, I really do want to buy them. Yeah. That's lower level. And then there's the political influence, fake newsy propaganda element that Mm -hmm. is also harmful but isn't really gonna screw up your life. Mm -hmm. That has sort of wider, more nuanced implications Mm -hmm. that are still very bad, and then there's the idea of somebody putting their hands into your life and taking
1: things from you. Right. Or your messing something up from stolen. you. Yeah.
0: Your credit being destroyed. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Also, Facebook is now, like, a pretty successful fundraising platform. Mm-hmm. And, like, more and more people are having fundraisers for their birthdays and stuff like that. Yeah, yes. And through that, you're putting in your credit card information directly yes. into Facebook in mm-hmm. a way that you didn't used to. So
0: like if Facebook... and a lot of people are storing it, you, yeah, you can click that little box that says "Do you want to remember this mm-hmm. card?" Oh, I
1: did that. Yeah, yeah. so it's still my identity if I don't have to like go get my wallet from a crime. <laughs> <my room. laughs> but like that's why you got to memorize your credit card number. <laughs> um, but like if if Cambridge Analytica can mm-hmm. could get that Facebook data, that's then a whole another
0: story. Like that's real, yes, identity theft type stuff. Right. And I yeah, and I think it just I worry about it becoming way too easy and. Yeah, You know, what happens? I have to get a new credit card every month because mine gets stolen every single time like I try to do something online. I just hope that we can put some a little bit of regulation in now so that we don't have an even worse scenario come out. And then we all have to deal with it. And just. Like the Equifax, what was it, Equifax? That thing that happened where people's, like, so- social security yeah, numbers from the, and from oh, the town that yeah, was stolen uh, last yeah. year. That was a horrible thing, and I feel like people have already moved on from that mm-hmm. way too fast. So, Can you tell us a little bit more about what happened? <laughs> I, I don't know if I remember it well enough. All I Fair know enough. was that there are, like, three major firms that host credit scores and your social security number and all of that stuff, and one of the those major three was hacked into and like a ton of people's information was put on the dark web mm-hmm. um and like this could affect people for years down the road like you know trying to buy a house trying to buy a car do any of that and essentially there was no way to get that information back it it's oh just my gone god. It's out there
2: oh my god that's
0: yeah. ah i can't yeah. deal
2: with that at all yeah because you can't
0: just, like, get a new social security no, number. That that was the horrifying part.
2: Oh, my God. Also, I really do, I keep bringing up other episodes we should do, but this is just spreading a lot of them, but the dark web. What? Yeah, <laughs> You guys have to Earth? talk about that. I think that's on our master list. I remember having a conversation. I don't know with, enough about that. Yeah, I, I think I remember having a conversation with my mom where she was like, <laughs> but what is it? Like, where is it? Like, could I get there? And I was like... No, I think it's like a horcrux. I think you like have to (laughs) murder somebody or like do something. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. And there's a part of me that doesn't want to get it. And then there's a part of me that really wants to know everything about it. It's like Bitcoin. Like my brother tried to explain Bitcoin to me and I was just like 45 minutes in. I was like, I I can't, I don't, (laughs) I don't get it. Like I just don't, I don't understand it at all. Um, I think there's a link between those two things also, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then I also just think about how cavalier I am with this kind of information. Like I remember I, um made fun of you personally, Alexis, for not getting Venmo. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and we were at a, for a bar long time. and I would be drunk. Like, Alexis, just like I don't worry about it. Like just Venmo me. And you're like, I don't have Venmo, Allie. And I was like, you, you old, <laughs> like get with the times. And now I just like I am so cavalier with like my credit card information. It's like yeah. a shoddy website. And like I'm like, oh I'll get 15% off if I like do it through a Russian back channel. It's fine. Oh, like yeah. it's totally fine. My identity has been stolen twice. I will say. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can
0: give you a little bit of advice on what to look for when it comes to shoddy websites. Make sure that you're not putting your credit card info into a site that isn't HTTPS secure. How do you know? So it, your browser in the top bar will actually tell you. So oh. That when it's, it's like it, HTTPS. HTTPS dot dot slash slash. And, oh. and it, will, and it will actually say secure with a little tiny lock. In Google Chrome anyway, and I think other ones have different versions of that. It tells you it's secure. And when it's just HTTP, it's just a less secure version of the website. So, for example, we're telling – last year we told all of our clients to switch your site over to HTTPS. It's becoming – like a much bigger thing this year, Google says that it's going to actually put warnings on every site um, that's not HTTPS. So right. So there are sites out there, especially ones that aren't e-commerce, that are still non secure. But like, if you're buying something, you should really make sure it's a secure site. It's I also, know it's hard for you. <laughs> I know. I just, I just online shop
2: with abandon. Yeah. And I remember when the first time my identity got stolen, I was in Hungary. And I swiped my credit card because I didn't have any cash. Like, Mm -hmm. fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. I swiped my credit card at, like, it was, like, an outdoor
1: market. In Hungary?
2: Yeah. What? And there was, like, a teenager, like, oh, if you want to buy these, like, put it through this, you know. And I was just like, okay. And, like, $500 got stolen out of my Account.
0: I I honestly, I think I remember your card being stolen when we were over there. Was Absolutely. Yeah. The oh contract? yeah. Alexis
2: and I, I totally forgot that we went to Europe together. <laughs> we did. Alexis and I were brought <laughs> at the same time. You were probably in some other country while I was just like, you know, swiping yeah. my credit card through wh- whoever wanted it. But you know what? I, I have Bank of America and their help desk <laughs> is, um, set in Texas. Oh. I believe. Or like South Carolina or somewhere. Yeah. So when I call the Bank of America help desk, it's, it's a very soothing experience. It's comforting. Yeah, it's extremely comforting. Like, I called them. I was crying. I was like, I'm a foreign country and all my money's gone. And they were like, well, how can we help you with that? Like, and I was like, all right, thank you so much, Doreen. And they actually put all my money back. I sound very pro-Big Bank right now. Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they did pretty much take care of it immediately, which led me to just keep being cavalier. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. I can keep just running my credit card through whatever because Bank of America will put it back where it was before and like I am truly what is wrong with white 23 year old women
1: <laughs> and then I feel like I'm less cavalier with my credit card information but if a quiz tells me on Facebook that they're gonna tell me which parks and rec quote I am Uh-oh. <laughs> like I'd agree to give them every I'd give them my birth certificate yeah you give them a
2: percentage of your pension yeah absolutely
1: yeah. like if you're gonna tell me like, which character on Friends I should marry, mm-hmm. take take my life savings, which is not much. Take a nude
0: if yeah, you need, if that's what you
1: need to enter
0: that quiz. Because that's another one you almost always see, like, oh, I grant this app permission to my profile. You're just like, yes, tell me the <laughs> yeah. answer right now. Absolutely. Um, but you can actually check to see which apps have access to your profile as well
1: um i've done that before and then i delete and then i just never i just recently did that
0: myself and got rid of three quarters of them because i was like goodbye especially because i hadn't done them in forever so Mm -hmm. there were ones back to like you know circa 2010 like which glee character are you (laughs) and i was like really gotta get rid of these (laughs) absolutely which glee character were you I don't know, because it didn't tell me the answer still. It was just like, oh, this app accessed your profile. Oh. I almost wish that, like, I could have gone and seen the old post, because I'm sure I shared it for all my friends who are dying to know which Glee character I was, but I didn't, like, go back in my timeline. I think we both know it's Quinn. <laughs> oh, okay. There, I'll, I can accept that. Just
2: because of the headbands. It is, That's
0: fair.
1: That was my first thought because of the headbands as well. I
2: think I because you're beautiful and not annoying like Rachel and not punk rock like tina yeah and not like like, i kind of like who else would you be
0: right that's fair and i don't want to i don't
2: want to make you be britney (laughs) no
0: i I truly don't think i am so i think that's the only reason why that's fair do you would you really want to be any of the Glee characters? I think I think no. I, I think, think it's the like, answer is no. <laughs> I think
2: it's like Seinfeld
0: in that right. way. It's you like they're all really terrible. don't really want to be any of them. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Quick
2: shout out to our friend Raina Deerwater's podcast. <laughs> yes. There's, there's nothing ironic about Show Choir, which is also available on iTunes. Yep.
1: And which we've all appeared on. <laughs> we, have we have absolutely
2: all appeared on it. So if, you should just go check out our episode. If
1: you want to hear more of us speaking, that's the place to go. Yeah.
2: Quick plug. Quick plug.
1: I'm. <sighs> sufficiently spooked about what i've put into the world and what the world has taken and how that could influence elections i'm Mm -hmm. sufficiently scared me too Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that zuck has to sit on that big padded chair and talk to congress with his dead eyes with his dead dead eyes i do i
0: wonder what what he's really thinking in that moment like i wonder does he think about himself back in his dorm room (laughs) being like oh i want to rank hot girls online did he ever think that he would be in this situation?
1: I bet he did not. I bet no. he didn't.
0: Like, uh, no one could have predicted what happened to the internet in those fifteen years. It's kind of crazy. It is. Also, I just want to watch The Social Network again.
2: Me too. I was a great film. Uh, I was watching earlier um, some footage from his testimony mm-hmm. with the score from The Social Network <laughs> under it, and it is hands down the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It is so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I will post that on do. our please Twitter do. at I'm Horrified
1: Pod. I want to see that. Every time I get pissed at work, I want to stand up and do the Andrew Garfield speech. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming back for 30%. Yes. I'm coming back for all of it. And yeah. like, slams a shoe. That's every time I'm, like, <laughs> slightly inconvenienced by a co-worker. That's what I'd like to do.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd love that.
1: Alexis, thank you so much. And also, how dare you? Because now I yeah, I'll just, never go on the internet again. I'm yeah. freaked out
0: really take take a look at your your ad settings after this. Oh I think God. you'll be surprised. So
2: that's incredible. I think there's there's surely more. Mm-hmm. So we should probably have you back and I hope that you will. You will come back I look and share to more of your knowledge. Yay. So Sam and I have a couple quick updates yes, for you. absolutely. Um, since we're not, you know, gonna hit you with any of our startling wisdom <laughs> no, this week.
1: <laughs> not this t- this week we were startled.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I have an update about my greatest fear, which is, as we know... Being alone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, the answer was dying alone. No. Um, Stephen King's It, which I covered in episode four. Yeah. And so a little bit of news has come out as of today. Um, so we already knew that Jessica Chastain was going to play Beverly, right? I think you mentioned that in our episode.
1: Which is spot on casting. Really exciting.
2: Yes. I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm also not excited about it, (laughs) but Vanity Fair released an article today that says that James McAvoy was teasing about having a role in the sequel Uh and Bill Hader is also rumored to have a role in the sequel, which, honestly, I would go see it if he was in it. And yeah. I know what who he would play. There's, like, one, like, jokester character mm. who's Richie, who's, like, the funny guy in the crew. Mm-hmm. And,
1: obviously. Yeah.
2: But James McAvoy is, like, such a serial killer typecast that I don't understand how he would be, like...
1: An innocent young... Yeah. Well, I feel yeah, like... I feel like he's played romantic lead and, like... I guess. Young stars in his eyes. He was in that Jane Austen movie with Anne Hathaway. He
2: was though. Yeah, he probably played Billy who's the sort of prota- sort of protagonist and he's he's the writer of the group so he's very mm. clearly like the Stephen King placing himself in the yes. narrative like he did in Stand by Me.
1: I can see James McAvoy with some big glasses like narrating the story.
2: Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Stephen King's It that you want to share, Alexis? <laughs> um,
0: I, too, am horrified, and I try not to think about it because it gives me nightmares. All of you, Allie. Yes, so. <laughs> exactly. Sorry that we made that episode about it.
2: Um, But, yeah, that's just a quick update for you. Sam, I think you have some news as I well. have.
0: I have
1: a quick update as well. So, um, last week, I talked about Nexium, which is uh, a developing story on the news, but it's a cult that's based in Clifton Park, New York, my hometown, and after that episode aired... My boyfriend's mom texted me. And something the listeners might not know, my boyfriend and I are from the same hometown and we lived very close together. We met on the school bus. And Adorable. We, Aww.
0: I'm horrified.
1: <laughs> we did. Um, so Deb, who is my boyfriend's mom. Hi Deb, if you're listening. <laughs> Deb texted me and she goes, Did you know there was a Nexium house in our neighborhood? <gasps> And I was like, excuse me? So his he's literally down the street from me, like, so close to my house. And I was like, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. And she said um, it was one of the higher-ups. It's not Nancy Saltzman or Keith Rainier. It's someone else in the organization. But it's one of the higher-ups. She doesn't remember how they knew it was a Nexian person in the house, but it definitely was. And that they, in the basement, had, like, basically, like, used cubicles to make it enough for, like, eight bedrooms. Like, they have just had, like, little walls. <laughs> and it was probably all, like, the slaves of who are the oh initiates. Yeah. No. And they were probably all trying to get into the secret sorority, and they were living in a basement while I was making out with Adam on his basement couch in that oh same God. neighborhood. Oh,
2: my God. It was wow. all
1: happening. I'm horrified. That nice. sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. In his neighborhood. So thank you, Deb, for that hot tip. Oh, my God. Well, and, oh my god, Nexium continues
2: to permeate all of my childhood memories. I feel like they're just gonna find, like, an underground warehouse
1: with, like, the bones of <laughs> Nexium employees. And now I'm members. just thinking, like, what if I knew people? Like, what if my mom's in Nexium? I don't think she is. I, I don't think she is. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Lex. We talked about how my dad could be Keith, Keith Rainier. He's not. Yeah. I saw him and I was like, are you Keith Rainier? And he was like, who is that? And I was like, alright, we're good. Yeah. So... It's just bizarre.
2: You just like kind of casually look at your mom's <laughs> hip at the beach to see if it's yeah. been branded. Yeah. Um, Jill, just let us know.
1: <laughs> Reach out, come clean. We're I'll here still for you. Love you. I just need to know. But that's that's my whole update. So it's not. I know there's been movement on the case and like actual news. <laughs> we don't care. That about doesn't that. matter to me. What matters to me is that I grew up so close to them, and Deb had the hot scoop about where the Nexium house was in her neighborhood. Wow.
2: So this episode's brought to you by Deb, clearly. Clearly. (laughs) And uh, our lovely guest, Alexis Clemons. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, Alexis. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: And, um, you know what? I think that's it. Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody out there, stay horrified. Stay horrified. Stay horrified.